Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Turn to Page, One Night in Pain House. How you doing, Raps? Doing quite well in yourself, Rita. I am in Pain House soon. I'm not. I'm not. I will be. It's the ultimate challenge again. We were mentioning this beforehand that the inconsistencies have ended, sort of. Or is it an inconsistency because it's now consistent again? Because it is back mm. to being a special edition, the ultimate challenge. The thing they could do, the only thing that could truly mess things up the most at this point is if they then go back to never using the same phrase for it again. <laughs> it's just like the fact that they used the ultimate challenge again once and nothing else got duplicated. That would be peak fear for me. <laughs> that, I feel like I'd hate now that. predicted that has to be what happens. I, I I really want it to be, but yeah, I one night in Pain House. It just sounds like another kind of ooh, it's horror themed, you know. Yeah, like, it's it's the can you stay one night in the mansion up on the end of the street that we hear stories about kind of situation. It's it, yeah. What's going to be the twist? I've I've got one uh, one inkling based on the cover here. Yes. There is one obvious thing on the cover and it is a uh, a befanged pomeranian it seems. Mm. I was wondering if you were going to call it a pomeranian. Yeah. Why you know, tip the tail that's a pomeranian. It is. So I, I guess, yeah, the question is, how much does the cover have to do with the book? Sometimes it doesn't do, mean anything in the Goosebumps, because why would it? Why would the cover have anything to do with the book? But it's been pretty good about it uh, ever since Craig White took over, I guess. Like, we got less of the um, the fun, curvy world and more like, yeah, this actually kind of describes the book. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe Angry Pomeranian. But it's standing in front of the house. It's not it's not one night in Pomeranian house. It's one night in Pain House. Okay. I've got it. Okay. It's the you think the the Pomeranian is 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 coming after you yes. is is you know cornering you is yes. is part of the threat of the house, but realistically it is inhabited by the spirit of, of someone who'd previously died in the house and is trying to ward you off from it. And at some point gotcha. you have to come to the realization that the dog's actually on your side. That might just be wishful thinking on my part, it, but that's how I'm going to conduct myself with respect to the dog. That kind of sounds like a, an entire Goosebumps book to me. I did think that like... But a special edition. Yeah. I, I did think you were going to say the, the Pomeranian has been... Um, haunted and has been man like uh what is it what do they call it possessed by the spirit of a house and i was like hmm well, <laughs> <laughs> what would that look? okay so there was an evil house right but now it's a pomeranian instead so it's just a so what what does it do it stands very still that's yep. it there's a draft in the basement <laughs> uh there's there's a couple of doors that constantly creak Yep, which I yep, guess would yep. be hinges, elbow yeah, hinges, perhaps. I guess so. Oh, I'm I'm getting to that age. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> well, instead of doing an elbow replacement, they're just going to take me down to the hardware store and give me a hinge. Yeah, pretty much. But hey, either way, you got anything else to say about the cover? The 
the prospects of the book before we move on? Yeah. It seems, again, like the theme is scary. That's the theme, it seems like. So there's not really much to go with with that. So why don't you beware us and tell us what there is to go on? Beware. Do not read this book from beginning to end. Take the ultimate challenge. In this Give Yourself Goosebumps special edition, there's only one way out. And that means extra danger at every turn because every choice could be your last. If you open this book, you dare to enter a haunted house called Pain House where weird, scary things happen to you on Halloween night. Weird because everything happens like in a horror movie. Scary because it's real. You'll have to decide what is worse. Having a monster dog, a giant spider, or a hungry, smelly tongue thing after you. You'll also have to decide what three items to take with you. Choose the wrong three and it could be your last Halloween. In this adventure, with only one way out. Wait. It does say choose from 20 different scary endings. Yeah, all the failures are scary. Oh no. There's only one way out though. There's only one right way. This brings to mind. Yes. Because at the end of the last novel, uh, I I made it a point of order to go and check whether or not any sort of three items would have given us the ability to get to the end. And it turns out there are multiple that would have completely hard-locked us from being able to escape that carnival. All this to say that the intent for a, you know, kid sitting down after the Scholastic Fair reading one of these books is that they would be able to go back to the very start, pick another set of three items, and then go through again and then see if it gets there. That's not especially a good experience for a podcast, though. So we're going to treat ourselves as uh, having some sort of illusory pocket backpack, the ability to shapeshift this crowbar into a key kind of stuff. In order yeah. to make it make sense generally, we're not going to yeah. treat ourselves as just exclusively I, having all of the items because, like, not having some items might be an interesting path as well. But if it starts to lock us out of the ability yeah. to complete the book, that's the point at which we really need to step in and just say, Oh, and I found this. Yeah, I think the thing is, we're going to read through it as if we only have three items and then the three items exactly ha- as it is. And then if we find out that there is no way to proceed in the book, then we're going to have to figure out how to turn those things into a Swiss army knife. And we're going to have to figure out how we can fudge it and make them work. Because honestly, otherwise, yeah, it's basically just, well, we're just going to read through a lot of the same stuff again and again. It could be fun if this was, you know, you're like, mom and dad bought me this book and I need, you know, I need to get a lot of value out of it. It doesn't mean that it's going to all be as fun as reading it for the first time. So, hey, alas, here we are. Ready for page one? Ready. Are we really going to do it? Trevor asks. His voice quivers a little. Are we really going to go inside and explore Pain House? The time to title is very fast. (laughs) It's Halloween night. For one night? Yeah, one night in the pain house? It's Halloween night. You and your best friend Trevor Walker stand facing each other in your room. Trevor is dressed as a vampire with a long scar and glowing fangs. You you are a horned monster. 
and you're ready to make good on your dare. You two are going to go inside Pain House for one night. Pain House, what a name! It's called that for the Pain family who once lived there. Until they suddenly left town. They filmed your favorite scary movie last year inside Pain House. One night in Pain House. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but the house has been empty for a really long time. That's why people say it's haunted. Yup, we're going in. You tell Trevor. Turn to page two. Holy, I say time, I said the time to title, but they are just like, how many pain houses can we fit on page one? Yep. Is actually it's, what they went to do. And then they it just, is a high triple P that's pain per page. Yeah. And then they just dropped the grand finale of literally actually just dropping the title. So, wow. Impressive. You've already finished trick-or-treating. You dump your Halloween candy out onto the bed, grabbing a few pieces of chocolate. You scarf them down. So, uh, what do we need to take? Trevor asks. Hmm. Good question. There's so many horrible creatures in the movie One Night in Pain House. Dogs that turn into monsters, giant, giant tongues, a huge ghostly spider. You shake your head. That's only a movie, you remind yourself. These horrible creatures don't really exist. Or do they, you wonder. You gaze around your room. What should you take with you? You decide to carry only three things. Well, so we're not limited. <laughs> we just don't feel like taking more. Okay, good to know. Otherwise, you'll be too loaded down, and you definitely want to keep your hands free just in case. Turn to page three and choose three things from the list. I have a great idea, and it's a backpack. I know. It's like, if only we were a prime age to own a backpack. No. You, you see, I don't... I need to keep my hands free. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I do carry my backpack in my hands out in front of me, and thus, this is the problem. <laughs> I just you just hold on to it from the straps and hold it with your arms held straight out with the backpack yeah. dangling like you're trying to a, give it to people. It is a great workout for your tries. <laughs> it's true. We're just, we're always trying to turn into the buff child from the Twas book that we did. That's just <laughs> every situation we find ourselves in, it is buff child. Ever since then I've been trying. Yeah. I'm trying to get buffer and younger. I've not done I'm a good job. I'm having more progress on getting younger than buffer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I watch exclusively children's media. I read Goosebumps books, <laughs> and then I also, I also try and be when I'm trying to be a kid. I have candy for breakfast and cake for dinner, like we want to do. And what do you know? I'm not getting muscular as a result. It's kind of tough. It's just really hurting my gains. <laughs> all of that, you know, just eating all of this raw sugar by the handful, like a child sneaking into the cupboard at night, is really hampering my muscle growth. Uh, anywho, so we have to choose any three things from the list below, but only three. Do you want to do what we did last time and we'll just do like the uh, the trade-off thing? Absolutely. All right. I'll, I'll go first because I uh, I don't want to go first anymore because then I have to come up with the reason why I deserve to go first. So you go first. 
My housemate has uh, my favorite version of this, which he declares at the start of every single board game, and it's, I'm going first because I'm the prettiest, and no one argues because we all just want someone to go first. Yeah, that's really, that is the thing. That's why I love all those board games that have, like, that whoever goes first is, you know, and it's something like Love Letters is uh, whoever most recently uh, sent a handwritten letter is who gets to go mm -hmm. first or like the binding of isaac four souls is whoever is the saddest get, right now gets to go first so like <laughs> love that one i always am going first in that game and it's easy like that's a there. really good comeback mechanic i know it just already works on the emotional level before you even start the game exactly it's the blue shell for life right there just i don't know we should use that for more things like okay anyways let's read this stinking list you read the first one Flashlight. The prettiest. <laughs> Flashlight. Good for finding your way through a dark, empty house. Unless the batteries die. Candles and matches. Also good for lighting the way through the dark house, as long as it isn't drafty inside. A leash. What if you encounter the two dogs from the movie in Pain House? Maybe you should bring along a leash, which is great for keeping dogs under control. Usually. Handful of pebbles. Good for throwing at scary objects. Bug spray. What if you run into that giant spider from the movie while you're in the house? You might want bug spray with you for protection. Baseball bat. For protection. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that that... <laughs> that at least gives the opportunity that you intend to use the bug spray like a baseball bat and just club <laughs> them with it. Yeah. Halloween candy, in case you need a snack. White sheet, for pretending to be a ghost. Could be useful. <laughs> Paper and pencil, for writing notes and for making a map of the rooms of the house. Canned string, a good joke item. Cassette recorder, to tape record any strange sounds you hear in the house. Choose only three things and then head for the pain house on page four. So... The book has some fav favoritism here. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. There's like four things where they're like, yeah, this is good if it works. And then mm -hmm. there is also a white sheet. How handy. <laughs> it's just like, it's trying to put its thumb on the scale. And I'm trying to figure out if I should believe it, that the white sheet is actually very useful. Because so it is the only one here that just is trying to get you to take it. The, the, the useful stuff from the previous one was reasonably well singled, uh, or signaled rather. The joke item was also well signaled there, which is to say, like, Peppy was said, oh, you probably won't have any use for it. It's uh, true. And here we have the canned string, which is just a good joke item. So I suspect yeah. that's probably reliable it's information. probably telling the truth. Which would mean, perhaps, the white sheet will be useful. Should we do uh, the draft again? Sure. All right. Unfortunately, you do have to go first since you were the prettiest. Uh-huh. I'm more than happy to choose. I mean, I, I think we should get one of the light sources, either the flashlight or the candles and matches. That is true. Um, I'm going to elect for the uh, candles and matches. Okay. Uh, I also remember that last time we picked one together and then we both picked one, so I'm going to pick candles and matches as well. 
So that's our together pick. <laughs> well, uh, didn't we white sheets the together pick? Oh, 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 that was going to be my pick. Okay, so, okay. That's fine. White sheets the together pick into candles and matches, which is also a together pick, and then you get to pick the last one. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I messed up. I wanted to take the white sheet. I didn't know that you were as, as interested in the white sheet as I was. That That is completely fine. I think the the free pick is yours, though. Candles and matches is mine. Okay, fine. Um, hmm. I do like just having a... You know what? I'm kind of curious about... It seems like a place we would maybe get lost in, and thus a paper and pencil feels quite useful. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see that being quite handy and also i think we could fudge it and use it as <laughs> i think i could come up with some ways to turn it into a swiss army knife i love it so uh, all right so it's the candles and matches the white sheet and the paper and pencil i i am now hearing the three things we brought i'm feeling a bit underprepared <laughs> a sheet <laughs> Paper and pencil and matches. Does not feel like a lot, but okay. I'm I Yeah, well, unfortunately, we weren't offered to take the 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> That's just compulsory. We've got that. We have that. Alright, good deal. Page four. There it is. You whisper. You and Trevor stand in front of Pain House staring at it. Yeah, that's it, alright. Trevor responds. The huge Victorian house has a big porch. A round tower room and curly cues around the windows. It's definitely the spookiest house you've ever seen. Did you see that? Trevor whispers, almost gasping. What? You ask. Your heart starts to pound. Turn to page five. Something moved in the window. There! Trevor points at a window on the second floor. You peer up at the window and you can't see anything. <sighs> Maybe it was just a curtain. Trevor suggests. He sounds as if he's trying to talk himself into believing it. You let a sly smile across your face. Maybe it was the tongue thing. You moan in a creepy voice. The tongue thing? What's that? He whispers. What's that? What's that? Oh yeah, you forgot. Trevor hasn't seen the movie One Night in Pain House. You've seen it seven times. You shake your head. Uh, never mind. You reply. I was just kidding. Not funny, Trevor says. Then he takes a deep breath. Okay, I'm ready, he announces. If we're going in, let's go. Let's do it. Turn to page six. You and Trevor slowly walk up the stone steps that lead to the front door of the house. You step up onto the sagging porch and you swallow hard. You can't help but being a little bit nervous. Door isn't locked. Trevor whispers as he twists the knob on the front door of the pain house, TM. He turns the knob a little more and pushes the door open. Your scalp prickles at the eerie noise. In the distance, you can hear faint voices, kids calling trick-or-treat at houses far away. An owl hoots in the trees. The wind whistles as clouds pass in front of the moon. But the sound you notice most seems to be coming from inside the house the sound of something or someone or something 
breathing? <laughs> or is that just your own breath? <laughs> Sorry, that's how my brain works. <laughs> no, I was right the first time. I like it, though. It's, yeah. it, it enhances the unsurety of something, <laughs> yeah, someone, I'm... or, God forbid, something yeah. breathing. <laughs> well, what are we waiting for? Trevor asks. Are we going in? Well, are you? If you step into Pain House, turn to page 31. If you want to know why you should even consider entering such a scary, creepy house, turn to page 62. Well, boy. I mean, what's that setup? If you want to read, I, I would love to know. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would like to know. Let me just, I gotta get my, gotta remember what page we're Six on. Six to thirty-one and Six, sixty-two. Yeah, I gotta write it down because I do suspect it's gonna be uh, uh, well, because it we want to live a spicy life, idiot. You know, I think it's gonna be one of those. <laughs> 62. Why are we doing this? You ask Trevor. It was, sorry. My memory only starts this morning. Tell me again. Trevor sighs. Because I dared you to, and then you dared me. He says. And then we told everyone we were going to do it, remember? And we've been bragging about sneaking into Pain House on Halloween for weeks. So we'll be the dorks of the whole school if we don't do it. Oh, yeah, you think. That. Super good reason. It's too late. Now go to 31 like you were going to do anyways. Okay, so it was it was just like a little bit of a... I mean, a dare. Great. It truly is... If you need a character to do something in Goosebumps, no matter how terrible and stupid it is, if the word dare is utilized... It's like That's the Winter binding. Soldier activation words. You like <laughs> ah, yes, sleep agent. Yeah, yes. They're like okay, in we go. Uh, Thirty-one. You step through the dark doorway of the Pain House trademark. Just enough moonlight filters in through the trees to dimly illuminate a sweeping front hallway. Kabam! You spin around the front door, slam shut all by itself. Trevor races towards the door and starts yanking on the knob. It's locked, he says in a loud whisper. Man, oh man, this always happens in scary movies. We're trapped here, Trevor moans, his voice crackling. No, we're not, you insist. All we have to do is break one of these windows and climb out, right? Bam, bam, bam. Wooden shutters slam shut all over the over all the windows. Trevor's right, you are trapped. Maybe this was a bad idea. Like, your worst ever. Why did you think it was a good plan to explore this creepy empty house? I mean, we tried. Let's go back to page 62 to figure that out. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Turn to page 62 if you forgot again. Empty. Because we were there, dummy. Oh, yes. Good reason. That's legally binding in this universe. We're going to get put to death if we don't do it. <laughs> the Finally, Goosebumps makes sense, if that's the case. <laughs> Empty. You hear floorboards creaking behind you. What made you think this house was empty? Find out who, or what, or who is in this house with you on page 18. Creak? 
You turn around and gasp. There on the wide front stairway leading to his second the second floor is a dog. A small Pomeranian dog, just like the dogs in the movie. Trevor? You whisper, your voice quivering. Do you see that? Trevor is still twisting and yanking the doorknob. See what? He mumbles. On the stairs, look! Your voice practically commands him to turn around. It, it's him! From the movie! <laughs> Please, speak to my agent first. Trevor turns slowly as if he knows he won't like what he's about to see. Then he rolls his eyes. You're scared of that little pimpsqueak of a dog? He laughs. The poor critter probably got stuck in here somehow. You don't understand. You exclaim. Explain it on page 32. <laughs> um, okay. This is just like in the movie. You gulp to make the lump in your throat go away. What movie? Trevor asks. What movie? You practically shriek at Trevor. Are you kidding? One Night in Pain House, of course. I only told you like the story five times. You run your hands through your hair in exasperation. <sighs> okay. Again. So these two kids go into Pain House to feed these two little dogs for some old woman, and she's gone to, like, visit relatives or something? Anyway, once they get into the house, all this bad stuff happens! Like, the dog turns into... Uh, into... Uh, THAT! You point at the stairway, frozen with terror. Find out what's so scary on page 67. Before your eyes, the Pomeranian grows from a tiny little dog that looks like a toy lion into a huge beast. His fur shoots out in ragged spikes, encircling his head like a razor-sharp mane. His feet have turned into claws. Sorry, his legs. Uh, they look as sharp as an eagle's talons. His yellow teeth are curved like hooks. I don't believe it! You gasp. It's the same dog from the movie! It wasn't just special effects! It was real! Your throat tightens up in terror. Was everything in the movie real? Turn to page 132. We've got to get out of here now! You tell Trevor. If anything else from that movie is real, we're in big trouble. But, but, but how? We're trapped, remember? Trevor sounds frantic. There is a way out. A soft voice moans. But only one. You must find the right way out. Who said that? You and Trevor stare frantically around the entrance hall. No one there but you and R.L. Stein. It's Ghost. Who's <laughs> R.I.P., I guess. And the dog beast, you exchange glances. You wonder if your eyes are as round as Trevor's. You've got to be brave, or at least seem brave. Well, if there's a way out... We'll find it, you declare. The dog beast growls frightfully. Do something, Trevor whispers. But what? If you brought a handful of pebbles, 55, a leash, 29. If you have neither, 71, both 55 or 29. We don't have either. Yeah. So that will be 71. 71. The dog beast takes a step forward and growls. Your heart hammers in your chest. No, you think. No! You've got to do something, and fast, but what? 
You don't have the leash. You don't have the pebbles. Did you bring anything that you can use as a weapon? If you brought the baseball bat, 101. If you did not bring the baseball bat, uh-oh, 113. Why does it feel like we just failed uh, two checks in a row? Uh, I think it's because we might have failed two checks in a row. Let's yeah. check out what happens to us on what that thing is a result of this. You shake, terrified. You don't have anything that you can use as a weapon against this beast. <laughs> His muscles tense. He's ready to leap at you. Run! Trevor shouts, taking off towards a large room to your right. You glance over and see it's the dining room. Not that way! You call after him. The tongue thing's in there! At least, it was in the movie. But Trevor doesn't hear you. He's already gone and running for his life. Oh no, you think. Dashing after him. You can't let Trevor face the tongue thing alone! Follow Trevor into the dining room on page 23. Trevor screams the minute he sees the tongue thing in the dining room. Well, you scream too. You can't help it. In the dark dining room, the tongue thing towers over you. It's a giant tongue. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I'll admit, I was wondering, what does a tongue thing entail? I suppose I should have assumed. I was, I was well within the realm of it just being a, like, the thing from the Adams family, but a tongue. You know, just wandering around. Yeah, that that makes sense. I was expecting just like a, I don't know, like a weird shaped beast that just has a very long tongue. But nope, mm. it's just big tongue, ten feet tall tongue with bumps and drool all over it. Tongue, the tongue fills the room, almost reaching to the ceiling. The smell of the tongue makes you want to barf. It reeks of rotting dog food. It must be a dog's tongue. A big dog's tongue. A ten-foot-tall dog's tongue. Giant tongue. You gag, trying not to throw up. That's when the tongue thing lurches towards you. Dodge the drool on page 38. It's gonna start asking us for Halloween candy, which we don't have. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's a dog's tongue, it can't have chocolate wraps. To be considerate. Well, maybe that's the exact reason why we should It's get trying to kill us! I'm throwing grapes and onions. <laughs> no. A giant gob of drool sloshes towards you from the tongue thing. Yuck. Trevor exclaims. Let's get out of here. He races back towards the front hallway, towards the dining room door where you came in. But the door is gone. No way. Trevor cries. Where did the door go? Your stomach flips over. You can't believe it. This is what happened in the movie. Man, we really should have seen this movie before we read this book, because, man, it would have been a lot easier. Oh, oh well. But how could it be happening in real life? All the doors in the movie worked that way! You cry. They all disappeared whenever someone went through them! Why didn't you say so before? <laughs> Valid. Trevor stares at you. Because I never thought it would really happen! You snap. Oh, man, we're trapped. I mean, did you think a tongue thing was going to happen? Did you think the Pomeranian dog beast was going to happen? I mean, like, I don't know. Just At some point, you really just have to, cons like, enough data forms a trend line. And now it's yeah. your fault for not realizing. I know. Just be like me. One thing happening once is a trend line. Just <laughs> boom. This is this is my forever now. Just be like me. It's exhausting.
But okay. Uh, oh man, wait. Where? So what was the last thing? Uh, Trevor Wales. We're trapped in the room with the huge, ugly tongue thing. Are you trapped? Find out on page one twenty-seven. She says, "Yep." The end. <laughs> you die. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You glance around the dining room quickly, trying to see past the giant tongue, ten foot tall tongue, as big as the room tongue, to the far side of the room. In a dim moonlight, you spot a door opposite on the opposite wall. We can get out over But you don't finish your sentence because the giant tongue is starting to bend as if it's gonna flop down flat onto the dining room floor. But it's so huge if it falls it'll land on top of Trevor and you. Bits of slobber fly off the tongue, spraying you both. Yuck! You scream. You feel like you'll puke if that thing actually touches you. Your mind races. Have you got anything? Anything at all that you could throw at the tongue or hit it with? Think fast. Halloween candy. If you brought a bag of Halloween candy, 98. If you brought along the baseball bat, page 60. If you brought neither, 30. If you brought both, choose only one. Unfortunately, we didn't take either of those, so we're on our track for 30. I think this is enough missed things that now they'll kill us about it. <laughs> what, are you going to die about it? You don't have anything to throw at the tongue? Then run. Run as fast as you can to the other side of the room. The tongue is bending towards you. Not so fast. It says? Huh? It talks? Of course it talks. It's a tongue. But no, wait, no. <laughs> tongue don't make the sound, silly. Okay. In fact, it speaks several different languages. Où allez-vous? The tongue calls in French. You try and dash to the door, but the tongue bends down and blocks your way. Lo tengo ahora! It gloats. That's Spanish for, I've got you now. We're trapped! Trevor calls. He's right. You're trapped in a room with a huge tongue that speaks a lot of languages, which is why you're looking at a lot of different ways to say El fin, la fin, a la fin, the end, das end. We did it. We died. All right. <gasps> Woo! That... I, I do love that the tongue is the one that produces all of the sounds for those languages, not the vocal cords, yeah. just the tongue. Why also this, a dog's tongue, a lot. Yeah, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the question is, what are, I forgot what we even have at this point. Like we have. Okay. So we have matches. the candles and matches, the white sheet and the paper and pencil. At any point, if we decided to have the baseball bat, we would have actually been able to protect, uh, protect against the dog earlier, which would have prevented us from getting to this path. So if we want to change anything at this point, it would be that we would have the Halloween candy. Hmm. Now, do you think, I mean. Rito. Yeah. I've not experienced a Halloween in my lifetime. I'm I know. Uh, cursedly Australian, which is my least favorite thing uh, about you. Not the Australian, the fact that you haven't experienced Halloween. Honestly, one is lamentable if only because it creates the conditions for the other. That's true. I, I've seen so much media about the American Halloween and about the, the treats and, and trick or treating and all and such. Uh, all looks lovely. Really, really good work on that. That's thanks. It's it's fine. I had to miss out on it. But <laughs> yeah. one thing I know that I'm not so sad about is uh, number one, not having to have American chocolate because it's bad. Uh, number two, 
There are some of those things that people refer to consistently as having an extremely waxy texture, things that aren't especially candy, things that are just, you know, colored and for giving out to kids in bulk on such a holiday. Mm. What I am saying here is, is there such a difference between the waxiness of a candle and the waxiness of some Mm. Halloween candies? I would postulate no difference at all. In fact, I was given many candles on Halloween in my trick-or-treat bag. I was given candles and they and it they said eat up and I did and I said this is my favorite Halloween candy. So I do think that that's not a stretch at all. So we should go be able to go to 98. I think you're right. Works perfectly. I'm going to spend some time whittling uh, some waxy treats out of this candle and we will throw them towards the tongue, defending ourselves with the can- the candy. The candy Yeah, I mean, there's there's like, it's close. It's just a couple letters. I will say, like, there is those, um, some, one thing that you could get sometimes, I don't know if it's made it, it's not, I don't know if they're good. They're like these little wax bottles. You know, that have, mm, have, yes. Yeah. I would get that sometimes. You just, I could make a candle out of that. Mm. And therefore, it all works. It works. <laughs> Don't, fact. do people give out like, like wax wrapped baby bells? I, <laughs> no. I don't No. It's Good. more you're more likely to get a candle, I would think, than loose cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's not loose. It's wrapped in hey, wax. That's true, that's true. It's the main selling point is that this cheese ain't loose. It's a very <laughs> uptight cheese. Alright, ninety-eight. Help Trevor cries as the tongue thing bends and curls towards him. Duck! Get out of the way! You shout. Then you reach into your bag of Halloween treats and candles. You pull out a handful of candle bars and hurl them at the tongue. Catch, you drooling fool! You cry. Mm. Mm. The the tongue moans as it slobbers all over the candle bars. It stops trying to flop down on top of you. Wow. Trevor murmurs. It's just absorbing them. It's true. The candle seems to melt right into the surface of the tongue. It doesn't even have to chew it or take the wick out. Mm. Wrappers off. Mm, More. The tongue moans. Give it more. Trevor urges. Okay, okay. You yell. I'll throw the candy, then let's run. Run towards that door back there. Toss some more candy at the tongue. On page 43. Candiel is like a... First of all, it's stretch. It's the chemical compound from which candy is made? <laughs> that's that's a good one. Mine was... It was another one of the websites trying to capitalize on the Wordle trend where it just gives you like mm. the color of the color of the wrapper and then it lists an ingredient and it lists another ingredient and you have to say what candy bar it is. It's Candiel. I... I legitimately think you can rank people's, like, COVID anxiety by how many of those spinoffs they got into. (laughs) At some points on some days, I was opening up eight different versions of those at the same time. Like, what's up on Quartortal? Yeah, I I will say, uh, segue. Did you have a weird one, fun one that that you did? 
Like uh, there was one that was sixteen at a different time, which was I believe four different sets of four. It might have been sectoral. Se- oh, oh, okay, yeah. I know there, there, there's, yeah, there's that one. I think I know which one you're talking about. The one that I did that was a little bit out there that I did every day that I really liked. I think it was called Myrtle, and it was basically a murder mystery that you solved every day. And, and I like that. It was, you know, it was basically a glorified logic puzzle, but it was mm-hmm. under like a murderer kind of lens. And it was just kind of like, it was really fun. I liked it. Uh, now all I do, the only one I still do is uh, just like guess the video game. I do that. I still do that one every day. I can't remember. I can't even remember what it's called. Guess the game. It's just, that's right. Cause it's not a cute name. It's just called guess the game. <laughs> Yeah, how's that memorable? Yeah, it doesn't end in Ellie at all. Yeah, guess the game will. I mean, okay, anyway. that's playable now. Yeah, there we go. Uh, anyway, forty-three. You heave your whole bag of Halloween candy at the tongue. Run now! You shout at Trevor. Bits of slobber fly off the tongue as you dash past it, but you can make it to the door on the far side of the room, the door that leads into the kitchen. Careful! You warn Trevor, who's ahead of you. If the kitchen is like it was in the movie, you'd better open that door slowly. Just say what it is, dude. Whoops, should have told him sooner. Find out what's lurking in the kitchen on page 79. As soon as Trevor pushes the door open, a light flips on. But it's not an electric light. It's a black glow coming from hundreds of tiny, pulsing, crawling roaches. Turn to page 110. Okay. Hmm. Glowing roaches swarm all over the room. They rise from the counters and floor and fly straight at Trevor's face. You are right behind him, so they're going to fly at you next. Ugh, you don't know if you can stand it. Unless... Did you bring some bug spray with you? If you did, you could try spraying the roaches. You don't really know whether it'll work. They could be mutants who thrive on poison or something. In this house, that's even likely. Your other choice is to stay in the dining room. Of course, you'll have to face the tongue thing again. Lousy choices, aren't they? Well, what'll it be? Dining room with the tongue thing. Page 10. If you brought the bug spray, page 81. Guess we're headed off to 10 again. Yep. Really brought some low-tier items, this. didn't we? Oh, uh, I... Yes. We'll see. <laughs> 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 I don't know. They're f They're bad. I mean, could you win a major with them? No. Could you pub stomp your friends at the weekly, you know, gathering where you say, hey, let's play this fighting game that I've been playing 100 hours of and you haven't played before. Let's just have some fun matches. I just want to show you some cool characters. Yeah, you can mm. beat them. Yes. Sure. But are they useful? No. 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 Are you going to have to try a lot harder to do the same amount of things as you would with, you know, a more top tier character? Yes. Yes. You go- yes, you are. Uh, okay. You don't have the bug And as soon spray. as we succeed with them, a bunch of people are immediately going to say, actually, it was OP the whole time. I yeah. knew that White Sheet was way sleeper OP. Yeah, White That person's unskilled entirely. Yep, 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 yep. They are just abusing cheese. Just like, <laughs> I understand, yeah. It's just, it's just countering the top meta right now. It's a fad. <laughs> it just counters top meta. It just counters baseball bat right now in current meta. It, uh, yeah okay it's <laughs> when we'll look at it in a couple of years long tail you're gonna check the tier makers we're all gonna laugh about this 
Uh, God forbid when patches get through, it's not making it out safe. All right. People are going to make compilations of people calling this good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have the bug spray. So you decide to stay in the dining room with the tongue thing. You back away from the roaches and slam shut the door to the kitchen. The minute you close the door, it disappears. Hey, wait a minute. You mutter. You gulp and swallow hard. What have you done? You forgot that the door was going to disappear. Now you're trapped in the dining room. A room with no way out. And you've locked Trevor on the other side of the door with the roaches in the kitchen. A voice moans behind you. Uh-oh, the tongue is hungry. Find out what it's going to eat on page 26. I got a couple guesses. Yeah. The tongue thing moans. Oh no, you think, it wants more candy. You know you've got to feed the tongue or it'll find something else to eat. You. You glance around and spot a bit of shiny silver. A candy bar wrapper. Yes, it's part of a candy bar. It probably fell off the tongue when you threw your candle at it for some reason. The tongue lurches towards you, panting. Slobber flies off in every direction. Here, take it! You cry, heaving the candy at the tongue. Then you pray that the tongue won't try and lick you, but hey... It's a dog tongue, right? Of course it's going to lick you. Take your licking on page 85. Don't give the dog tongue chocolate. The huge 10-foot-tall tongue presses up against you and licks your face. Yuck! You want to s- scream when you feel the warm, wet thing on your skin. But then, after you get over the awful smell, it's really not so bad. In fact, it's kind of like when Trevor's dog licks your face. Get used to it after a minute or two. Nice tongue. You mutter as the tongue backs away. And guess what? It is a nice tongue. Why wouldn't it be? It's a dog's tongue. And dogs are a man's best friend. Right? It's a good thing you have a new best friend because you've lost your old best friend, Trevor. You accidentally locked him in a room with a bunch of glowing crawling roaches. So you spend the rest of your life in the dining room of the pain house with a giant dog's tongue as a friend. Hey, at least this time you don't have to roll over to play dead. The end. So I mean, we got to make a new dog friend, so... New new good. dog tongue friend. So here's where we're at. <laughs> then it's basically we need to go back once more. We either need to fudge us having the bug spray in some way or go back further and see if there's something that makes more sense for us to, to multi-use. Because this is brutal already. What's up? I have great news. Yeah. Now, excluding insecticides and things of that ilk. um, (laughs) Okay. Do you know what is the number one natural repellent for bugs? Smoke. Smoke indeed, Rito. Smoke indeed. Now, we still have matches from our previous candle interaction. And we've got paper for this pencil. All we need to do is roll up a little bit of a bundle for ourselves, start smoking it at the top, and just smudge stick our way through here. (laughs) Roll up a little, okay. All right, yeah, 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 you got me. Actually, this one is not a, that's not a difficult fudge. So we brought the bug spray. That's what I call fire. Mm Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> not fire. Sorry, fire is ineffective against bugs. It's the smoke, baby. Yeah, it's true. Famously, bugs, get, when they get caught on fire... They get powered up by they fire, They get powered actually. up. <laughs> yep. You decide to try the bug spray, in quotations. It might just work. Pulling the can out of your backpack, you march into the kitchen. Whoa! Trevor cries. Get them off me! The glowing black roaches fly straight into his face, dozens of them buzzing. Ow! He cries, flinging his arms and hands to bat them away. You raise the match. Uh, the piece of Hold paper. Hold your breath! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hold your breath! There's gonna be some smoke! <laughs> you shout. <laughs> Blitz the roaches on page 18. 16. Was it not 16? Yes. Uh, for those of you following at home, the roaches rise in a cloud and swarm towards you. Take that! You cry, holding up the piece of paper that's on fire. Buzzing, flying roaches land all over you, on your face, your hair, covering your arms and legs, and then they begin to go crazy as the smoke begins to take effect. The roaches tumble to the floor. Millions of tiny legs pedal wildly in the air. Gross. Follow me, you call to Trevor, who is screaming his head off. Race into the back hallway on page 72. You and Trevor dart out of the room and into the back hall. You slam the kitchen door closed behind you, and instantly it disappears, just like the other doors in the paint house have disappeared. Where are you? Trevor whimpers. I, I can't see anything. Over here, you answer in the dark. You brush at your face and hair just to be sure. But you don't feel any roaches, and you don't see anything glowing on Trevor. Oh. Trevor murmurs. Are they gone? Are these bug things gone? Yeah. You answer. They won't bother us again. Wow. Trevor repeats. You can tell he's totally freaked out. Oh, okay. What are we going to do now? I've got an idea. You reply, lowering your voice just in case some of the monsters are listening. Tell Trevor your idea on page 12. Okay, here's the plan. You whisper. We could make a map of how the house is laid out. I mean, like, from what I remember in the movie, then we'll know where we are and where the windows are, and that way we won't walk into any more traps. Great, did you bring any paper? Trevor asks. Good question. Ah, uh, here we go. If you're carrying paper and pencil, 129. If you're carrying candles and matches, 63. If you brought neither, 100. This, wraps is a smorgasbord. We've mm. got choices galore. Two of the them, in of fact. Oh, we had a bell and a ball today. 129 or 63. Ooh. Um, hmm. I mean, I feel like perhaps one, uh, sorry, 63 for candles and matches might be slightly better. Yeah, we'll give that a shot because I think it's like, my thought of that is like, is there something else in the dark with us? Exactly. Interestingly enough, maybe it's because we couldn't have three items by now, but it doesn't have a, if you're carrying both, pick your favorite. So, mm -hmm. But, because there's a chance we couldn't have three items by now. 63! 
Because this this path successfully utilized what? The Can bug spray and, and the Halloween candy. candy. Bug spray and candy are the successful uses of this path so far. Gotcha. Paper? No. You answer, <laughs> Trevor. Wait, why are we lying? I... <laughs> I brought matches and candles, though. Oh, great. So, how are we supposed to make a map? Trevor asks. With wax? I guess we can't. You admit. Well, how about just lighting a candle, then? Trevor suggests. Or are we going to sit here in the dark all night? Mm, losing sanity? Then there's going to be a ghost event. Or it's going to hunt. Right, you think? Light the candle. Good idea. You dig into your pockets and pull out a candle. You strike a match and light the wick. That's better. Trevor remarks as the warm glow of the candlelight fills the back hall. Then his eyes pop open wide. He stares in shock at something behind you on the wall. You whirl around to see what Trevor's looking at and gasp. Giant spy door? It's a door! <gasps> Different. It's your name! Your name! Wait, why is it? <laughs> it's you. It's your name. Your name. <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's like it said. It, it's like it thinks it said. It's a. It's a name. Your name. But no. It says. Mm -hmm. It's your name. Your name. Written in freshly dripping blood on the wall. No way. You mutter, more scared now than you've been all night. But that didn't happen in the movie. That was a movie. <laughs> Trevor argues. This is real life. Yeah. But, but how did it get there? You whisper. Who wrote my name? And wh where did they get the... The blood? Trevor whispers. You nod silently. Who knows? Trevor replies. His voice is scared and tight. You back away from the bloody wall. You don't want to look at it or be near it, but you can't, get, you can't look away. Especially not now. Now that more blood is oozing out of the old brown flower-printed wallpaper. I don't believe it. Trevor cries. Look! More words! It's true. The walls are bleeding. And writing another message under your name. Read the message on page 115. This is what the end. Does it say the end? You know what, Raps? What is a... What does a blood wall sound like? Come upstairs. So, <clears throat> sorry? Upstairs. Come upstairs to the red room. Oh, you will die. You shudder as you read the words. It's okay, it's a wall. It would not... It's probably not learning English very well as a wall. <laughs> you shudder as you read the words. They seem to be bleeding out of the walls. The red room? Where's that? Trevor asks you. On the second floor. You answer. But I'm not sure if it's in the front of the house or the back. Oh man! Trevor moans. What should we do? Do you think we should go upstairs? I don't know. You answer. This didn't happen in the, happen in the movie either. You just stand there, frozen, staring at the back stairway that leads to the second floor. <sighs> Come on. Trevor says, shaking your arm. Snap out of it. We gotta do something. I mean, we can't just stand here in the hallway all night. We can't? You mutter. 
Suddenly, it doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Turn to page 50. Huh? Trevor says. What are you talking about? Let's just stay here. You urge. Until morning, when it's light outside. Then we can see our way around the house and scream for help. You know, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Trevor agrees. But what about the message? Aren't you worried about that? It says if you don't go upstairs to the Red Room, you'll die. That's true. Is the message something you should believe? Or is it a trick to get you upstairs? You gulp, not sure what to do, but you gotta make up your mind sometime. Well, if you go up to the Red Room, 45, if you stay in the back hallway until morning, 121. I... I mean... There's no way in hell this book would end with you stayed in the hallway until morning, and that's it. You did it. Well done. Goodbye. Yeah. So, I'm with... I'm, I'm in agreement. I mean... Let's go up to that red room. We've got to figure out what's going on. It's true. Okay. You decide. We'll go upstairs. Come on. You lead the way since you're holding the candle. The flame flickers as you climb down the stairs, almost as if someone is blowing on it, trying to put it out. The, st the steps creak. When you finally reach the top of the stairs, the house seems quieter than ever. Too quiet. Quieter than ever. Is it really as empty as it looks? Find out on page 28. You stand on the second floor landing with your heart pounding. Which way? Trevor whispers. Right now, you have no idea. You're too terrified to remember the movie clearly, so you're going to have to explore. You lean into the first room on your right and poke the lighted candle inside. You can see a window on the far side. The walls are covered in a deep purple velvet. That's not the red room. You say softly, turning back to Trevor. Who cares? Trevor says. Maybe we can get out through that window. But what about the message written on the wall? You remind him. I'm supposed to go to the red room? Or die? We'll die if we don't get out of this house. Trevor argues. I say we try to go out the window. If you go to the purple parlor, 117, if you go searching for the red room, 39. I will say, do you know what red room spells backwards? Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pretty nothing. Suspicious. You know what purple parlor smells backwards? <laughs> Roll rap el prop. Oh my god, you're casting a spell. Raps, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh I can't believe to... they printed the Rito turns into a chicken spell here. I know. <laughs> I hid it away. I locked it behind a prophecy and everything. And then just put in a freaking goosebumps. Great. I'm gonna go cross a road. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> should we um look for the red room? Because I think we should continue searching for the red room. I think the purple uh, yeah. color is a distraction. I think it's a purple herring. Famously, the color of um, misleading. Makes sense. <laughs> no way! You tell Trevor. We have to find the red room, like the message said. Yeah, okay. Trevor says. Which way? Creak? A noise comes from a room towards the front of the house. Thud. Goes your heart. 
Shh, you warn softly. Someone's coming. Or something. Or someone. Trevor whispers. Let's move it. Holding the candle, you peer at the door of each room until you find one marked red room. This way. You whisper as the candle burns down to the end and goes out. Turn to page 75. Cautiously, quietly, cautiously, you tiptoe into the red room. Ugh. Trevor whispers. The walls are the color of blood. I know. You answer softly. Your stomach turns over. The walls even look like fresh blood. They're wet. The minute you step inside, the door behind you vanishes. Whoosh. Oh my god, if only there was precedent for this. It becomes a solid wall. Don't worry. You tell Trevor. We can still get out the other door over there. I think it leads to the pink room? In the dark, you stare hard to see what's in this room. There must be something. Hey, what's that? Trevor asks, hurrying to a small table. Turn to page 82. You step forward to see what Trevor is staring at. On top of the table sits a remote control, just like a television remote. Except this one has a number painted on it in white. The number 13. You shiver. 13. I don't like that number. But you pick up the remote anyway. You have a feeling you'll need it. Come on. You tell Trevor. Let's get out of this horrible room. There's only one way out. Through the door that leads to the pink room on page 22. Doubt. There's gotta be a way out of pain house. You tell Trevor as you step into the pink room. Whoosh! You shudder as you hear that sound again. The sound of the door behind you closing up, changing into a solid wall. Ah, uh, yeah, way out. Yeah, let's hope so. The number one item for us to have brought would have been a door stopper. Oh, 100%. Like, a... Small wooden wedge would have been a top tier item in this meta. Either way. Sadly, they don't let you see the map before you choose. I know. I mean, we lost at champ select, but eh, you know. Trevor mutters. <laughs> because the door is, you know, gone. Whoosh. Whoosh. What's that noise? Trevor moans. Why is the door still moving? You don't know, but something tells you it isn't good. Your heart starts pounding. I can't see. You whisper. It's so dark in here. Does the room look like it's getting smaller? Or are we getting bigger? Trevor runs <clears throat> into one of the walls and screams. The walls! He shouts. They're moving! They're closing in! Turn to page 11! It's true. The walls of the pink room are closing in on you. <sighs> You hear the steady creaking sound. In a few moments, you and Trevor will be crushed. Unless, have you been to the Red Room already? If so, then you have something with you. Something that will stop the walls from closing in and crushing you. If not, well... Wait, what? If you've been to the Red Room, you're holding something into your hands. It has a number on it. Turn oh. to the page that is the same number as the object you picked up in the Red Room. 13 on the TV control. Oh, I should have... I <laughs> Classic user error. I just didn't even go down to the bottom where... <laughs> All right. In the dark, you gaze down at the remote control in your hands. It has the number 13 on it. A number you don't like. An unlucky number. Press the remote control! Trevor shouts. Maybe it'll work in here. Maybe it'll stop the walls? 
Yeah, you think, and maybe it'll blow up the whole house, or worse. But what do you have to lose? Your life? The walls are closing in. Your hand shakes as you push the button. See what happens on page 107. <laughs> it speeds up and you instantly die. <laughs> I mean, hey. Almost immediately, the walls begin to move back. You can tell because more moonlight streams in the windows. And the walls move back. And a new door appears. It worked. The remote control worked. <sighs> Trevor lets out his breath. Close one. We're not out of here yet. You say shakily. What now? Trevor asks with a groan. There's only one way out of this house. You answer. I think it's up the spiral staircase to the tower room? Oh, man. Trevor says. What if we get up there and there is no way out? We'll be trapped. We're trapped already. You point out. We have to try it. It's not like we have a choice. Well, that's not exactly true. You do have a choice. You could stay in the pink room a little longer, explore it, see if there's anything important there. Or you could hurry to the tower room now before anything else bad happens. Pink room 125, tower room 53. I... It... I don't know, it said earlier, like, the one way out through the pink room, like, are they trying to debate us? Or I guess... Um, I guess the tower room would be through the pink room. I guess that's not wrong. Mm. I guess they but didn't. What gotcha. if we need to figure? What if we need to find some key or something in the pink room? Still, I, and it's the way out is. I like there. that as they have done that recently. In fact, so way ahead of you, I'm there. <laughs> what if we need a key or something? I don't know. You wait a few seconds for your eyes to adjust to the dark, then you begin to explore the pink room. A closet door is standing open. Hey, look at this! You tell Trevor. There's a chest of drawers in here. Don't open it. Trevor begs you. It could be a mimic. There could be a monster in there or something. Fake chest ahead. Um, calm down. You tell him. We have to try. You open the chest of drawers and find a small brass key inside. Yes. You cheer softly. What? Trevor asks. A key. You announce. What does it open? Trevor asks. I don't know, but we'll find out. I like no, I don't know. There's not a lot of keys that say what they open on them. <laughs> it's like I yeah. It's not likely, Trevor. You declare. Come on, let's go. After a little bit of searching, you find a hidden door in one of the far walls, and you quickly climb the stairs to the tower room. Hurry to page seventy-six, which is interestingly a different number than the other page would have taken us to. So it's not just like a, you go back to the mm. same exact page, but with a key. So, I mean, maybe we'll get there. We'll see. 76. The door at the top of the stairs is locked, but your key fits the keyhole. The door to the tower room swings open. You feel a cold October breeze. It blows past your face, sending a chill down your spine, and then it blows the door to the room shut with a slam. A breeze? That means... A window! Trevor cries. Look, it's broken! And we can tie those sheets together to make a rope! We don't even have a reason to use our white sheet! <laughs> we have a white sheet! And we're gonna use the other sheets! He points at a stack of sheets on the floor. And we can lower ourselves at the window! 
A racket starts up outside the door. Uh-oh. You recognize that bark. It's the dog beast. They're coming after us! Trevor cries. Look! Something's slipping under the door! You glance at the crack under the closed tower room door, and Trevor's right. Some kind of ghostly mist is creeping into your room. Start tying! You shout, picking up two of the sheets and knotting them together, and then nodding in yours in there too, because it would be just one too short otherwise. 47. Oh. <laughs> together, you and Trevor quickly knot all the white sheets into a rope. Ugh. Damn it! It's not long enough! Trevor moans. Look, it doesn't even reach the ground! It's uh, like one sheet far! Oh no, he's right! Well, is there anything you can do about it? If you brought a white sheet from home, 102. We did. I will say, the path we took at this moment uses four, four items. items. So, but whatever. We could we could not if that we is would true. prefer. <laughs> but we can also do it and also not with a K. But also we have some of the uh paper left over and um I'm sure there's a uh, I'm sure there's a white sheet in there. That's tr that's true. It's just a fun fun little Sometimes I like to be the uh, <laughs> the the youth camp counselor, kind of like like the forty five year old born again like Christian yeah. youth camp counselor who's like, oh, that's just a fun little joke for us to enjoy. <laughs> 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 I just find that character so compelling. Yeah. Right, that's, uh, there's a little one for you to snack on for a bit here while we. <laughs> Get ready to set up dinner for you guys. <laughs> now, uh, before we break for the week, let me leave you with one to chew on. Um, I got a little, a funny little story for you guys here today. Uh, <laughs> okay, one on two. You got your own sheet from home. Great. Quickly, you add it to the bottom of the rope of white sheets. Now it almost reaches the ground. You announce you're trying to make Trevor feel better. Come on, let's hurry! We're finally out of here! As fast as you can, you climb out the window and begin scurrying down the sheets. You'll never make it. A voice says with a wicked laugh. Eh, who said that? Find out on page 17. It's R.L. Stein chastising us for using poor yeah. items. Yeah. Your stomach turns over and you almost let go of the sheet. That voice, you can't believe it, the voice, it came from the sheet! Boo! <laughs> the voice says, laughing hysterically. <laughs> A chorus of other voices join in. One by one, the sheets that you've tied together begin to speak and to change into ghosts. Oh no! Trevor screams. We tied ghosts together! <laughs> That's right. The airy, filmy form says to you. And what else? The knots you tied us together, those were our hands. And now we're going to let go. In the next instant, the ghosts unclasp their hands one by one. They simply let go, letting you fall to the ground. Ah! You scream as you and Trevor begin to drop. If you tied your own sheet from home onto the rope, 24, otherwise 114. Um... <laughs> 
I got news Maybe for we you. Maybe we, we brought a good ghost. I, yeah, but I also got news for you. If you are holding on to a string of tied together sheets mm. and only one of them doesn't turn into a ghost, it doesn't really help. So we'll see. Yeah, it's indistinguishable from the situation where they're all ghosts. Yeah. But I mean, let's give it a shot. The sheet you were clinging to vanishes into the thin, wispy airiness of a ghost. It flits away. Wait, what? Did I click the wrong one? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no, never mind. It flits away laughing. Hell! You scream, you fall through space, and suddenly you see the one sheet that hasn't transformed into a ghost. It must be your own bed sheet, the last one you tied under the rope of sheets. When the ghost let go, your sheet fell caught on a metal drain pipe running down the side of the pain house. It's only a few inches away. You reach out desperately and grab the sheet. Whoa! You yell as you suddenly stop falling. You grip the sheet tightly, holding on for dear life, and a split second later, Trevor falls past you, grabs onto your ankles as he falls. Crack! No, <laughs> you groan. For a moment, the two of you dangle there, 20 feet above the ground. We can't drop! You cry, gazing down. It's too far! Help! Trevor screams through the cold October night. Someone! Help! Everyone knows voice particles don't travel as far on a cold October night. Mm-hmm. You keep deflecting <laughs> off all of the ice particles. Yeah. Will someone help you on page 112? <laughs> Luckily, it's Halloween. Tons of trick-or-treaters are still out, and within minute, within a minute, a bunch of dressed-up teenagers come running towards you and quickly search the garage behind the pain house and find a ladder. Then they help you both climb down. Your knees are shaking so much that you can hardly stand when you reach the ground. And Trevor is shivering nonstop. His teeth won't quit chattering, but you survived. We did it! You shout, giving treasure, tre treasure? I mean, Trevor, your treasure. High fives. We survived Pain House! I thought we were dead meat, Trevor admits. But we got through it alive! Wait till we tell everyone at school! We rule! You cheer? What were you doing anyway? One of the teenagers asks. Trying to break into the Pain House? No! You shake your head. We were trying to get out! The teenagers glance at each other and burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, sure. The teenager says. Like you really went in there. Oh, no. They don't believe you. Try and convince them on 135. I'll prove it. I'm going back in. We did. You insist. We went into Bane House. It was horrible. And we almost got trapped in there forever. And we did a whole bunch of stuff. What? Actually, sorry, no, a whole bunch of stuff from the movie? That's real. And we did it! We went into the pain house on Halloween and we survived! <laughs> one of the teenagers says, Tell us another one! You keep arguing, trying to convince them, but the teenagers just shake their heads in disbelief. Then they walk away, still laughing. Can you believe those two kids? <laughs> you hear one of them say, no one will ever believe us. Trevor groans. Unless... Unless what? 
you ask? Unless we go back in there and get a souvenir. Oh, sure. I dare you. Oh, no. You say, not even thinking. I double dare you. Trevor snaps back. Uh-oh. Here you go again. The end. Uh, is that the good ending? No. I don't think so. Well, I wonder what happens if we didn't have a sheet from home then. Yeah. Did we just die? Is 114 die? 114 would be uh, not having our own sheet when the ghosts start to dissipate. Okay, well, we can read it out. Too bad you didn't bring your own sheet, because if you had, you'd still have a chance. So this, this one's going. <laughs> but without it, you're, well, let's just say your attempts to survive the pain house have fallen a little short. Your scream lasts a full five minutes, much longer than the time it takes you to fall to the ground with a... Wait, what? Much white, much longer than the time it takes you to fall to the ground with a splat. Why are you still screaming? Trez, tre well, I do it again. Trevor asks you as the two of you stand up and brush yourselves off. Just practicing. You answer, giving him a sickly grin. Hey, Trevor gasps. You, you're transparent. I, I can see right through you. You're, you're a ghost. You nod. That's right. Then you walk up to the front porch of the pain house and pass right through the front door. You are too, Trevor. You say, motioning for him to follow you. Come on in. Welcome to pain house. It's time for us to go home. The end. What the hell? What? So we... Why does it sound like we planned this? What? Why does it sound like we planned this on this path? That... Uh, that is wild. Interesting. Uh, okay, so 47 was, should we pretend we didn't bring a sheet? Yeah, I mean, so this is even before tying it into the rope. Yes. So See, this is this has just, a, a deviant. I mean, theoretically, we would not have enough inventory space to have had the sheet. That's true. With the path that we had to get there. But it'll just have to do. You tell Trevor. We'll jump the rest of the way. As fast as you can, you tie your... Wait, oh, okay. I see. You tie your bed sheet rope onto the radiator near the window. Then you climb out the window and begin to lower yourself to the ground. Is it holding? Trevor calls from above. So far. You reply. I'm right behind you, he warns. Your hands grip the sheets tightly. You can still hear the ghosts and monsters crying, screeching, pounding on the tower room door to get in. I wish they'd shut up, Trevor moans. He clings a few feet above you on the rope. Hang on just a little longer, you say as you place your foot against the wall. At least we're getting away from all those ghosts and stuff. What makes you think that? A creepy voice asks suddenly. Find out who said that on page 17. Is this a page we've been to or? Yep. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah. So having our own sheet or not takes us back to page 17, regardless. So if I had to guess, I would say the correct path probably lays through a, uh, the, the, uh, pencil and paper 
for mapping, which is quite a while. Yeah, because 107, we we went to, yeah, so this is pink room or tower room. But if you go to the pink room, which is what we, or stay in the pink room, which we did, it eventually takes you up to 53 anyways. So 28 would be the other choice before that. So what was page 28? Ah, purple, purple parlor. If we want to do the purple parlor instead of the red room, do we mm. have any interest in trying? Oh, I'm happy to give it a go. Let's give it, let's give it a little look-see. Because we never even interact with the purple parlor otherwise. Yeah. 117. Okay, let's go. You agree? That window was even open to crack. The two of you step into the purple parlor. You tiptoe across the purple carpet, trying to not make any noise, but when Trevor tries to lift the window, it sticks, won't budge. Finally, with a jerk, he forces it open. Screech? It creaks loudly. Shh! You warn him. <laughs> Shh! Shut that window up. <laughs> Too late. An instant later, you hear the scratching sound of claws running upstairs, and then... Oh no, you know that growl. It's the huge Pomeranian dog beast. No, it's two of them. You whirl around just in time to see them leap into the room. They're so huge, they'd nearly fill it. Come on! Let's jump! Trevor shouts, squeezing through the window. Jump to page 128. Trevor climbs halfway out the window and stops. Whoa, it's way too far down! He cries. Too late for you to change your mind now, because the dog beasts are already breathing down your neck. Their curved yellow teeth are only inches from your face, and their mouths are huge. It'll only take one big bite. Sorry, but it looks like you're sunk. Or are you? Find out on page 56. Really definitely was sounded like it was setting up for the end. Oh, absolutely. And... Oh, really? You close your eyes, not wanting to see the horrible dog beasts' teeth as they close in on you. Everything goes black for a minute. An old woman's voice laughs, and your eyes pop open. Whoa! Trevor exclaims, standing beside you. The two of you stare at one of the dog beasts in shock. Where his head used to be, there's a gigantic, ghostly head of a woman. An old woman. You recognize her as the woman from the movie. The one who asked the kids to feed her little two yippy dogs. Welcome to Pinehouse, dearie. The woman cackles. And congratulations! Now you're one of us! Huh? Trevor sounds confused. You glance at Trevor and gasp because he doesn't have a head. Investigate further on 133. <gasps> he doesn't have a head! Investigate further. <laughs> Look, Trevor. Trevor's head. It's gone. <laughs> okay, yeah. And the hole in his neck is crawling with worms. In a panic, you reach up and touch your own head. Gone. The dog beast bit it right off. Oh, no. Now you realize what the old woman meant. You become one of the hideous monsters of the pain house. Uh, yeah. But cheer up. At least you and Trevor will get star in the sequel of One Night in Pain House. And you'll even get your name in the credits right above these last two words. The and end. Yeah, that checks out. That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't like it, but it makes sense. Okay, so 50 was stay in the hallway until morning and go to the red room. And then 12 was pen and paper. Do we want to go back to the pen and paper? I think so. Because it, it seems like the map would give us a lot of additional information. 
Possibly. All right. So that's 129. Paper and pencil. That's one of the three things you brought from home. <laughs> yep. So you decide to make a map of the house. At least you think you remember how the paint house was laid out in the movie. The only trouble is you can't draw the map without a light. So have you got any? If you brought a flashlight, 122. If not, 88. Because no other thing possibly works for light. Okay. Can't imagine another. Couldn't imagine another. Uh, so 129 to 122. 88. Okay, so I guess 88 uh, for now. Mm-hmm. I've got papers, so I'll make a map. You declare. Give me a break. Trevor says. It's practically pitch dark in here. How can I even draw a map? in the, uh, Even if you can rather draw a map in the dark, how am I supposed to see it? Good point. Neither of you can see the map until you get out of the dark hallway. Okay. You reply, standing up. You feel your way along the walls, feeling for the doors, but you find a stairway instead. The back stairs. Follow me. You command, starting up the stairs in the dark. Climb the stairs on page 35. At the top of the stairs, you find a door. You open it and step onto the second floor landing. Moonlight pours through a high barred window. You sit on the floor and quickly draw a map of the house and Trevor shudders. It's cold up here. He whispers. Super cold. I feel like someone just touched my face with icy hands, know what I mean? You gulp and your heart starts beating fast again. Yeah, you know what he means. Too well. That happened in the movie, too. The ghost touched one of the, the kids on the face, but you don't want to tell Trevor. Freak him out. Let's just go somewhere else. You suggest. No! Trevor refuses. I'm not moving. Not one more step until I see the map. Okay. You give in. Here, look. You lay the map down on the floor in the brightest spot, where the moonlight is coming in. Turn to 57 to examine the map, and then turn to page 59. Or wait, wait, 57, and then turn to page 9. Okay, so it's not <laughs> one or the other, so 57. It's 57 and then 9. So we got a map. Uh, Is there any data from this that we should glean i see the words secret passage on mm -hmm. the bottom floor in the front hall there is a secret passage in and where are we where are we right now at this point we're on the moonlit so it's the upstairs hall right i suppose so but there was also we were in a room where there was moonlight coming in so i guess i guess it could just be the up like, upstairs hall yeah okay I guess I don't... Yeah, I'm not fully sure what to do with this data we have, but I we will move on, because mm -hmm. the podcast can't see it. The second floor stretches before you. Doors gleam in the moonlight. There's so many to choose from. Each is even labeled. It's quiet up here. Trevor mutters. Don't drop your guard. You caution. These rooms are full of monsters and stuff. We've got to watch it. How are we going to get out? Trevor asks. I mean, the front door is locked, and there's no back door. We've got to find a window, or a balcony or something. Pick a room. You answer. Pick Not room. me. <laughs> Trevor, sorry, I got confused. Trevor says, backing away. You're the expert. You pick a room. You gulp and listen. Hard. The house is super quiet. Are all the rooms empty and safe? Do you have any clue about where to go first? 
Tau room, pink room, purple room, red room, green room. We do know that the pink room does have a key in it after the the state change of the room, but we also know we would have to go to the red room before going to that. So I don't I think that's just the same previous path again. Probably. Unless it for some reason is a different I would imagine it's not a different way to get there. The only one of these we've not been to in any way is the green room, right? I think so. So should we let's maybe start there, I guess? And then yep. we'll see if... It also has a balcony outside it, according to the map. Then we can see if maybe the other rooms are just different different pages of the same kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. This way! You whisper, motioning to Trevor. Let's check out the green room. Hurry! Trevor doesn't need to be told twice. The two of you tiptoe into the small green bedroom near the front of the house. You pause and listen, and it doesn't sound like anyone followed you in. Hey, all right! Trevor exclaims. A couch! A fuzzy black couch! Man, am I wiped out? Man. <laughs> Trevor flops down on the big, soft, fuzzy black, mounded surface in the corner of the room. You know, a couch. Yikes, it moves! Go on to page 93. Oh. That's no couch! It's a spider! You shout. A giant two-headed black spider! Three hairy black legs shoot out from the fuzzy mound. They pin Trevor's arms to his sides. Yikes! Trevor cries. You want to turn and run, screaming out of the room, but of course you can't. The door to the green room, just like all the other doors in the entire house, disappeared the instant you pass through it. Help me! Trevor cries. I can't get away! You race forward, but you've got to help your friend. But a huge fuzzy black leg shoots out from its folded position and wraps around your waist. Try and get free on page eight. For a moment, you struggle in the spider's grasp, trying to get loose and to pull Trevor free, but the spider's leg wraps tight around your waist. Don't bother, a voice says in the dark. Huh? You gaze into a dark corner of the room. There, to your amazement, are two kids. The same two kids who starred in the movie One Night in Pain House. They're tied up. But there's something else wrong with them, too. In the dark, though, you can't quite see what it is. Give up, the boy says. He can't get loose. He's gonna win. And then... Then what? Trevor cries, sounding scared to death. You don't want to know. The girl answers. Tell us! You beg. He's creating a human spider. The girl explains. A human being with eight legs. He took my legs off and put them on Brian. That's four legs. All he needs is two more pairs. You gulp. And glance down at your legs. Ugh, this is too sick for words, especially with no legs to stand on. The end. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well. You know, that that was that was body horror enough that they didn't need the pun at the end. In fact, I think that undercut the body horror of the con situation. Mm, I think that was probably the intent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think they were like okay this might be a little bit too dark uh, put a silly <laughs> put a no legs to stand on <laughs> we like to party <laughs> we like we like to party alright um, if we were to attempt to see one of these to see if it's a different path than the other because I don't have 
from what I have written down, I can't verify if these are the same pages. Mm -hmm. So if we were to verify on one first. So, okay. First things first, let's go back to the map. Because I guess the only thing that I could think about it is like the big thing about it is the, the this is the doors closed behind you. Mm. So therefore, the safest rooms to go in would be ones that could loop back, aka red room, pink room. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, we don't. I mean, we know that the tower room is is a one way, and then you're done. Done, son. No season the bond. I wonder if yeah. I wonder if we have a different lead into the red room and pink room here, and it's because you need the other path to tell you additional information that you now utilize on the map path. So I guess. Shall we, like, I guess we'll just try the pink room Into the first? red room. Red room? Pink room? Well, because we red have to go to the red room oh, first yeah, yeah. to get the remote, otherwise the pink room kills us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we, we don't know that on this path necessarily, so we could just try pink room. I mean, let's go to the, no, you're right. Um, yep, okay, so so this is exact, the exact red room path. 22 is indeed also okay so yeah that's just going to be the same path again man 22 goes to 11 so that's no to pink room of this that's no to the red room of this purple parlor i'm pretty sure is going to be the exact same as well i huh. 117 um could i ask that we pause for a moment yeah all right, so I made a discovery off to the side as I had a little tingling sense in my body that maybe the ending we'd already achieved of escaping and possibly wanting to go back in was more of a tease than an ambiguous or bad ending. And uh, in that curiosity, in that query, I checked online very quickly and got confirmation that that is the good path of this book. Which is yeah. to say, that is the one way out of Pain House. That Let's is, uh, yeah. land on 135. So yeah, we'll, we'll just reread it for to, con to put an end cap conclusion on it. But again, it's because it's the good ending. It just didn't sound as good. Like it's just, it didn't sound like that good of an ending. But here we go, 135 again. Exactly. It sounded like we were going to re-imperil ourselves, with, uh, which is often in Goosebumps considered ambiguous. Yeah. We did! You insist. We went into Pain House. It was horrible. We almost got trapped in there forever. And then like a whole bunch of stuff in the movie is real. But we did it. And then you didn't believe us. And then we didn't think that was the good ending. So we went back into the goddamn house and did it again. We went into the Pain House on Halloween and we survived. <laughs> One of the teenagers says with a inquisitive look. Yeah, right. Tell me another one. You keep arguing, trying to convince them, and then you do. Then they all walk away, holding hands. Ah, wow. I can really <laughs> believe those two kids. You hear one of them say with a smile on their face. Oh, only those teens are ever going to believe us. Trevor groans. Unless. Unless what? You ask. Unless we go back in there and get a souvenir. Oh, sure. 
You totally forgot about the brass key we got from the pink room? You say, not even thinking? Oh. Yeah, that'll work. Trevor snaps back. Oh. Well, I guess you don't need to go again. The end. <laughs> Fix that for you, R.L. Stein. You you uh, send the invoice. Yes. Uh, I'll send the invoice to your estate. Yeah. What a what a good ending. <laughs> that one is so clean. <laughs> it 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 reeks of like, um, you know, like a critically panned episode of like a sitcom and then someone goes here i rewrit it i rewritted it for you i rewrote it for you and then they say yeah. they say all of the stuff that's in subtext but they actually say it all clearly and then you don't there's nothing confusing about it uh and then i just put in this little joke because i thought it was kind of funny and then uh it wasn't but you know i know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards <laughs> they're afraid to spell it out for you just really tell you what you should be laughing at but hey i i like this i like this one i just wish that i yeah. was clearer on this being the good ending yeah that's yeah interestingly while we were scrolling this is a, a funny thing it, we did see because you know it's a pdf so we're scrolling through the book we saw or i saw did you see it too I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. The one that says in bold at the bottom, there was a page that says the one good end. We saw that scrolling through. And in my head, I was like, okay, well, that's whatever that is. The, that page is going to be it. We went back to it. I saw that page. I found that page. It's not the, that one's not the good ending. <laughs> that one says yep. on this, uh, with the way you're going, you'll never get the one good end. And so that that's what tripped me up where I was like, okay, well, I know that this one can't be the right ending, but mm -hmm. that was certainly active a little in my mind as well, which is why it took me a bit longer to cotton on to what had occurred. Yeah, but hey, we got the, for those of you who want us to read extra parts of the book that are not part of the good ending, there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. We did that. So much non-canon material. So much non-canon material that you could... <laughs> Not start a war, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't have cannons, so I don't know. Uh, anywho, that's that. That's gonna do it. Uh, for turn to page, but do you have uh, a lovely individual to thank for this fine day, perhaps? We do indeed, and that is the executive producer of this episode, Something Scary. Thank you very much, Something Scary, for supporting the patron over at patreon.com slash turn to page cast at or above the hardcover tier. Much appreciated. Thank very you. Very kind so of you. Much. Thank you so much. Thanks for the books. Thanks for the books. Uh, yeah. I, I like this one a lot. I, I need, like, I always do think that when it gets peeled back and the theme is the like the theme is scary it usually ends up being mm -hmm. a pretty good one i do like i like the inventory management thing i do wish that it wasn't what i don't like is that there's only one right way angle yeah. on the inventory one in the sense that there's only one right way and you needed to make the right choice on page one i don't like that mm. very much I like the kind of more um, 
the one where it's like if you have this inventory item you like you go you loop around you do this you you can maybe like if you make the right choices you can get back on the right path anyways but it's going to be in a different way because of the items you have that's i think what we both like when we talk about liking the inventory stuff it i is my guess more Absolutely. so yeah and yeah i i what, what we like is not the oh being gated off from getting the correct ending because you just didn't pick right which mm-hmm. hey tis what tis but i do like the the angle of it and i i like the um you know the improvised tools angle for uh for how we handle it today to get around the system because i'm not sure if that's how the the rest of these are going to be or not i don't know because it's there's been a couple different styles but it's now been a little bit consistent for mm-hmm. th- three of them in a row only the first one was a different one which um yeah that that format felt I like that format better, but I really like the last three's worlds is kind of where I'm at. Yes, that's pretty much exactly where I land as well. I, uh, I, I do really like the kind of like magic pockets, malleable items kind of situation and, and can at least keep with me if this is the inventory management system that holds for the rest of the special editions, that that will be a very, very useful tool in our back pocket. Yeah, pretty pretty much. But I mean, it sits with me better than the ones that we would theoretically have to take for this one sit with me better than soccer ball being the be all yes. end all in the middle ages. Uh but so yeah, at least there's that. But hey, either way, anything else you need to say? Not at all. All right. Then it's been turn to page if you want to help you know, support the channel in any way. We do have a YouTube channel over youtube.com slash at turn to page cast. If you want to go over there, subscribe, there's comment sections. You can say stuff about the episodes, things like that. Uh, you can help, help us out, help us grow by, you know, subscribing, liking all that stuff. It does help over there. Uh, and if you have anything you want to tell us directly, more privately, you can reach out to us at turn to page cast at gmail.com to send us an, an email. If you have like either, recommendations for a specific series that we should maybe look into covering that would be good a good fit for this format or just you have you know something specific you want to tell us or yada yada and anything that's up to you i don't know what you want to say that's that's on you what do you want from me um but (laughs) yeah uh you figure out what you want to say yeah you choose you choose your own adventure (laughs) um (laughs) alas thank you for listening uh we'll See you next time. Bye. Adios.